classmates. Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class. I'm your host today, Tyler. I'm Peter. And I'm Joseph. And today we are reviewing the modern classic, Clueless. So, okay, like right now, for example, the <laughs> Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? And it's like, when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? Hadians. People came that, like, did not RSVP. So I was, like, totally bugging. I had to haul ass <laughs> to the kitchen, squish in extra place settings, and, like, people were on mismatched chairs and all. But by the end of the day, it was like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. What, Amber, what do my plastic voice? surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly <laughs> at my nose. Oh, there goes your social life. <laughs> I'm gonna be a supermodel. Oh, oh clueless. Oh. The, the trailer was just full of like one-liners. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really the yeah. whole movie because we'll get into it more. But um, <laughs> first, find some charity, you lad. Now's the time for dab and chatter. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> well, I got a couple news stories to bring to the show. Um, first one I thought was really interesting and I'm excited for. Kind of came out of left field, uh, but Borat 2 has already been filmed, <laughs> fully edited, and has been screened by Sacha Baron Cohen. It is in its completed state, which means really? we, we could, yes. Wow. I mean, I don't. It, they probably maybe did some re-edits and some post and some color correction and ADR and whatever, but it's, uh, for all intents and purposes, we could potentially see it surprise drop any moment. Before the end of the year. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise, it seems like it could be a Christmas drop. (laughs) 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 For the Christmas season. Do you think he did it during the pandemic, like Borat's like in a mask or something like that? I saw video footage that someone had shot and posted to Reddit that was just a camera, camera phone. Uh-huh. Out the out the passenger side window of their car, and he's hooked up to a rig and driving a piece of shit mini truck, you know, like a like a <laughs> yeah, construction he's be, he's truck. He's being towed behind a, like a, a semi. Yeah, and they have cameras in the in the in, on I the. I think I saw truck. that too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's he's in full character. It's Borat. Yeah. I don't. I just. I. Is there really a reason for Borat to go on to do a second documentary though? Uh, like, did you did you see This Is America? His series on HBO. No. Oh my God! In the Borat character, that's no, he's, he's or, different. I don't characters. see an app called HBO. You could try searching the App Store. Siri, oh, shut the fuck up! All right, Siri. God damn it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, it's it's like a it's like a documentary series, kind of like um, um, like slice of life for America, like different parts of America, mm-hmm. and it is like a scathing review of like. Um, the GOP and their followers in a lot of sets. He interviews a bunch of politicians. <laughs> yeah, like lawmakers. Is this recent? Yeah, it was like last year, like two a years year, ago? year or two. This is like America. It's called This is America. Okay. Um, with just and it's and it, it he does it in character of other interviewers. Like he had Ali G. Oh, he had Borat. Okay. They were all different characters that he uses. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's really really worth it. It's, it's embarrassing for some uh, certain yeah, people. They go, they go to Kingman, Arizona, which is like in bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> Sorry, Kingman, but uh, it's like in the middle of nowhere. And this and the there's like a super nerdy, um, 
ultra liberal guy who comes in and has like a town hall meeting is like, you know, we want to make Kingman, Arizona, the, the site of the largest mosque in all of America. <laughs> and they're like, boo, <laughs> get the oh. Muslims out of here. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this is oh, America. That's so, well, yeah, that, that yeah. truly is America. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that it, it was, uh, it was when I saw Borat it. at two. Yeah. Uh, electric Boogaloo. Uh, oh. So I'm looking forward to that. Interesting. Um, another uh, sort of remake, I guess, or rehash or whatever, um, is uh, Scream 5, I'm Back, which we yeah. talked about briefly about... Um, Scream what's sequel? This, who's Gail, Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox? Yeah. yeah. Courtney or Cox Arquette. <laughs> uh, also <laughs> reprising her role from the original, Nev Campbell signs on to re- reprise her role as Sydney. Sydney what, Prescott. The, what, what can they do with uh, a new scream? Like, what, what, where is there to go? Like, <laughs> I can understand Friday the Thirteenth, Hellraiser, and uh, uh, Halloween to a, a certain extent, but with Scream, like, what, what, that that Scream killer has to be elderly now. Wait, what? How dare you? They're watching this on your page. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Exactly. How dare you say <laughs> that? <laughs> a whole nother conversation. Oh yeah, let's just play out. You gotta let it go. Avatar. What? Already dissuaded all ages. You're watching it too. Uh, it's entertaining. <laughs> so tell tell me, Tyler, what do you what do you hate Scream so much? Uh, I don't hate Scream. I just <laughs> I hate the idea of bringing Scream not only with the actors in the original film, um, but like it. So they're hopping on the train like what Halloween did last year with Jamie Lee Curtis, which they did okay. Like it was a fine. It was a, a mediocre to fine film. But with Scream, though, it's kind of like well, it kind of segues into Clueless too because Scream was kind of like a '90s movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the thing that made it cool, and we talked about it briefly on a past episode, is that it was like a takeoff of the genre. It took yeah. all the tropes of like the slasher film genre and then was like the characters within the movie are dissecting the movie that they're in. Yes. So I dig yeah. I dig that. <clears throat> Maybe now, what is that, almost 20 years later or something, <laughs> they they have technology's advanced a lot in 20 years. Maybe they'll do something with like streamer streamers or you know screamers <laughs> that's what it should be called they Scream target five sh- screamers they, t- they target shutter subscribers yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah well who knows i mean it I'm, I'm curious to see what it how they how they, they pull it out but uh interesting though to see nev campbell and courtney cox in, uh, signed on board so yeah should be I interesting mean, um i'm probably not, the check uh, yeah <laughs> it's all about the money <laughs> uh so that, that's what i got uh, joseph what do you have for us um, I have a couple things. So, uh, Wonder Woman, 1984, delayed again to Christmas Day. Mm, that's, that's a good release day. Christmas Day. You guys see movies on Christmas Day? Have you ever? I, yes. Um, I've Christmas Eve mm. and New Year's <clears throat> Eve. So Christmas Day for me is only, uh, I'm only uh, consuming uh, the bubbly in the morning and opening the presents and whatnot. You guys and drink then, champagne under the tree? Oh, that's right. That's absolutely right. Um, <laughs> and, people. Um, Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> champagne for breakfast, Monday through Thursday. That, that's absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, what, what are you going to do for the whole Christmas day? Christmas Eve, I can understand, you know, because you have the whole, you have the whole holiday party, family, what have you. But Christmas Day, it's only... A couple hours at most. You don't eat the duck that night? 
Duck, how dare you? I'm vegan. Um, uh, oh, it's Christmas story. Yeah, the <laughs> he's smiling. Didn't go to the Chinese. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, <laughs> oh yeah. Top, top five favorite uh, uh, Christmas disaster uh, movie or dinners. Uh, top five Christmas dinners. Christmas. Uh, uh, Christmas the with San- the cranks. The Santa Claus at Denny's American Institution. Uh, duck, duck dinner. Christmas story. Christmas with the cranks, but it's not just the dinner; it's just the whole film. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead, but yeah. So to answer your question, though, yes, I have seen uh, a lot of films on Christmas Day because it's like, what are you gonna do? Seems to be, seems to be popular, like in theaters. <clears throat> yeah, like in yeah, theaters. in theaters. Oh, okay. Like because, like, what are you gonna do? Like, uh, there's like a couple Spend hours time I'm, with your loved ones at the you movies can, you can only do that so much <laughs> like like what are you like you i know, live with you i see you every day <laughs> yeah but, so, I but i don't see wonder woman every day yeah i uh, no, only don't what my prediction though is i think wonder woman is going to be delayed again because uh yeah th- this shit ain't going away by christmas <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see what happens um in the same uh vein uh not well i guess not really not delayed but one of the biggest things, the Dune trailer came out finally, and um, I don't know about you guys, but that looks amazing so far. I, what well, I loved it as soon as soon as I saw that uh, that sandworm coming in at the right at the end of the trailer, I was like, "This is going to be really good." But I think it's not going to do well at the box office. I don't think any movie is doing well at the box office. <laughs> no, but I just say, even if there wasn't a pandemic going on, though, I think everyone is so scarred from the 80s Dune that they'll oh, never, yeah. they'll never go. I feel like that was the only shot because the. I think a lot of people don't even know what Dune no, is. I don't. I couldn't tell you. I've never seen the original. I don't know the plot. Yeah, I know either. it's a sci-fi movie. You know, David Fincher did it. Right? It's essentially a David Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, David yeah, Lynch. David Lynch. Uh, it's essentially Game of Thrones in space. Space of Thrones. Um, but I think that so the only reason why the uh, David Lynch film was kind of popular is because the books were really because Star Wars had just come out. Like sci-fi was making a huge comeback because back in the late to mid seventies, everyone was about like the dragons and like the medieval stuff, like dragon player. Yeah. So Star Wars came out and then alien, everyone was on a uh, sci-fi boner and then <laughs> Dune came out, and Dune is a very, if not one of the best sci-fi books to, or series to ever be written. And so, well, I watched I watched like a side by side cut, cut for cut um, comparison of the new trailer to the old movie, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. I mean, some of the stuff you can it's, it doesn't look exactly like, but you can definitely tell that that character is this character, but just a way cooler. Yeah. cleaner grittier grimier version yeah he had the right idea it's just that he didn't he under he overestimated the general audience's understanding of the story mm. so i'm hoping that in true david lynch fashion he didn't explain shit to no one yeah i'm hoping yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i'm hoping that he will be able to uh, you know, kind of like Den- Denny Villeneuve. He's oh. he's a master of explaining shit to the audiences. Just think about that spider at the end of Enemy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that made sense to everyone. <laughs> no, that did make sense. They they, they were enslaved by a spider uh, uh, civilization. That's that's it's really what it was. Actually, eight legged freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's coming out also in December. 
uh, week before I doubt Christmas. It. Doubt it. Well, doubt it. Doubt it's a it's a uh, uh, slated for release. Um, and then another news in uh, terms of uh, cast announcements. Uh, there's a movie coming out um, at a, uh, next year or maybe later this year. It must be next year. Mm-hmm. It's a movie called The Harder They Fall. It's a it's a black dominated western. Mm. Um, Starring Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors, who is sort of, a, I think, a newer actor. He's in he's in the Last Black Man, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he's in the new uh, Love Lovecraft Country. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. He's showing HBO. Yeah. Um, so the cast so far: Zazie Beetz, uh, like that name, Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. Regina King, and Delroy Lindo. Oh, baby. <laughs> Fan of the show, Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo. So yeah, I know nothing about the movie. Um, I just I just saw that this cast and Delroy Lindo's name, so I had to talk about it. Um, Did, didn't they make a black dominated uh, western already called The Dark Tower? That's not oh. a, that's not a western. He car- he carries a gun, and he has a, a duster. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a uh, uh, Django Unchained? Yeah, I guess that was kind of like it's not really a it's western. Just a one though. black guy. Yeah, who's, who's in power? Yeah, um, so this is uh, should be interesting. Sounds like it, sounds like it could be interesting. What's it called? Uh, the harder they fall. Who's it directed by? I don't like that name. Somebody called ja- James. James. J e y m e s. J a j e y. James. Yeah. James. I guess. James. James Samuel. James Samuel. James Jaime. I used to have a uh, next door neighbor whose uh, name was Samaj. He's a little little kid, and that was James spelled backwards. Um, <laughs> what? Like, this Sam- is Samaj. This is his like Samaj. first uh, directorial. Um, That's cool thing. He he did. Wow. He was a music consultant on the Great Gatsby movie. So oh, there, there you go. Yeah, then, that's <laughs> all right. That's all we need to know. Wow, that's so interesting. He his first directorial debut. He got Ibris Elba. Yeah. Like, that's, that's right. crazy. That's right. Ibris. Ibris himself. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> as many of our listeners have known for the past few episodes, as I've foregone looking up news stories, uh, one, I'm too lazy, and two, I want to have interesting conversations. I'm trying to gab and chatter. So <laughs> this topic of discussion of gabbing and chattering is what video game would you like to see on the big screen um i'm excited for the mortal kombat movie coming up soon let me put context to it though this is the the movie that you want to see on the big screen that is based on a video game this movie isn't going to be bad either because uh, a good version like a good version yeah because there's a lot of bad like i don't think they've ever made a good video game movie I think there's one. I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> I so let's let's go through. The, I have I've seen Street Fighter, bad. Mortal Kombat, bad. Street Fighter is bad, but it's Mortal Kombat fun. Annihilation. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was fun too. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Was yeah, bad. but it wasn't like a. It's it, not Doom bad. Dead or, yeah, <laughs> Doom. Doom was really bad. Dead or Alive. I forgot uh, De- about Dead that. Dead or Alive. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched that in a hotel room. They tried to make Street Fighter again. Anaheim Hills. They tried to make it again. Street Fighter. Oh, uh, du- Double Dragon. I've seen that one. Bad. Yeah. Uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers. Bad. Uh, well, that's arguable, but uh, Wreck It Ralph. Not that's not a video game. Movie. That's not a video game movie. It's a movie about video games. Tell me, it's not a video game. Movie. No, it has to be based off something that's already been uh, a video game. I got it. 
blanking. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I want to see made into a movie. I love that game. I'm still waiting for oh. the I'm still waiting for the Pong movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, this last just just this year, um, De- Detective Pikachu and Sonic both good. All right. Yeah, but that's based on I think source material, not a video game specifically. Sure. Yeah, but Sonic it is. Sonic it is for sure. Sonic is it's pretty actually true to the game. A video game, but he does run fast. Okay, uh, yeah. so uh, <laughs> and then for further context, any video game that has never been into a movie as well, no remakes, no remakes, no nothing. It's never been on the big screen. Um, I should mention before we go any further, too, we are recording our first episode on our new table. You hear this, listeners? Tabletop. It's so comfy. Yes, uh, thank you, listener Jay, for this. Uh, From Jay's Wood. Jay's Wood. Jay's Wood. <laughs> Love oh, it. fuck. Jay's Wood. <laughs> um, Joseph, what do you think? Movie, video game movie. Um, well, there are video games, or there are movies being made out of video games that right now, like currently, mm-hmm. that I, yeah. when I when I first played them, I was like, ah, oh, this would be a great Movie or it could be a great movie. Prince of Persia wasn't bad. Uh, oh, I never saw it that, but um, <laughs> the game was fun. First one, anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, but um, so like they have what the Uncharted and Last of Us supposed yep. movies. Last of Us TV series, I think. Oh yeah, I think that's right. TV yeah, series. Just rumors though. Um, and um, I am scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like I'm playing, I, I'm playing. I, I, The Last of Us Part Two was like amazing and but i'm playing it. i'm like this is the this is the it's content the, yeah this is the content you don't, don't need, need to make a movie out of it like it is all movie. the actors are here already yeah sure they don't need i don't need the movie version of it i don't need the 24 frames per second mm. version of this when i can experience it and be in it as well um How about that one with norman reedus where he's a delivery boy what's that one called again? Death stranding Death stranding yeah. oh that do, one do that does that even need to be made into a movie that could be it could, could be. be. I don't know what they would do. It would be like I feel like it would be uh, like Final Fantasy spirits within. Yeah. Like <laughs> it feels. It has the same feeling when you watch it. It's like I a lot of concepts here. I guess they can expand. It'd on be something. the first Strand movie. Yeah. It could, yeah. It could be like a prequel about the oh. about the Stranding. Oh the yeah. Stranding. It'd be interesting. Um, God of War. Yeah, yes. yeah, that'd be God good. of War, especially with the new one. Oh, yeah, it definitely could expand upon uh, the characters, and yeah, it could be really cool. Into it, into it. I thought of some other ones. Resident Evil, not so bad. The ones that followed, they get progressively worse. Yes. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Assassin's Creed with uh, Fastbender. Ugh. Bad. Oh yeah. Bad. Oh yeah, I never, I never saw that. So much potential in Warcraft too. Apparently, uh, that was Duncan, jo- Duncan Jones. Yeah, Duncan Jones movie. Um, yeah, his, um, director of Moon. Um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Um, the recording artist, his father, um, Quincy Jones. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he uh, David Bowie. David Bowie's son. Oh, that's right. Yeah, David Bowie Jr. Um, gosh, what other movies were made that were pretty bad? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just think of like, what video I just g- want. I just want Mortal Kombat. Oh, what video game? <laughs> but a good Mortal Kombat. Yeah, a good Mortal Kombat. Like, you don't want to like. You don't want to see a Skyrim movie. No, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think. I think ba- a- Battle Toads pass. How about Worms? <laughs> uh, you know what actually would be good? Uh, this is actually just the way to think of it. Is Earthworm Jim? 
that would be a great property to make in a movie. Oh, yeah. a, good, a good CGI movie because it's it's kind of schlocky. It's kind of yeah. like adultish humor, like Duke Nukem, but in a very comic book way. And the artist that uh, Doug Nemp- Nempnall, I think, is his name. He's still around and producing and stuff like that. And it would be that would be a great movie. Can, I think that would work. It could be a kid. I think, we, I, I think we did it. Yeah, I think it would work. <laughs> Mega Man is there a Mega Man movie? I'm sure uh, there is. I think they tried and they had a TV series for a while. Yeah. So. Uh, so for me, I'm just going to get it out of the way. The obvious answer that I don't think should be in a movie, but everyone thinks that I think should be a movie. That's is, not the question, though. What is it? Uh, Metal Palace. Gear, the Metal Gear Solid series. That'd be good. They could do like Mission Impossible. It could be a series. Eh, no, not a good movie, but <laughs> not good, a good movie already. Good HBO series. Oh, but yeah. here's the, I think they already made it, but I... I'm going to say I want them to remake it into a better film, uh, Max Payne. Max oh, Max Payne. I forgot about Max yeah. They did make it with Mark Wahlberg. Yes, they did. It was terrible. Uh, Is that a game? Yeah, Max yeah. Payne. Yeah. It was a PS2 uh, game. I remember that uh, game. Yeah. It was a very, it's a very dark and yeah, kind of... Oh, Tomb Raider also? Yeah. Uh, yeah the I Lara think- Croft movie. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not. Okay. It's okay. I didn't see. Okay. The, I didn't see the most recent one. I heard the new one with the young one, young Lara. Alicia pretty, was pretty good. Alicia she have Bender. Yeah. She, she was tr- married to Michael Fassbender. Does she really? have triangle uh, breasts in that one too? Oh, I don't know if they're married, but they're together. That's an interesting thing. I didn't know uh, Fassbender and Vikander. Yeah, <laughs> and they both played uh, robots in prominent roles. <laughs> she played uh, Ex Machina, and he was. Uh, David, oh, that's David right. From that's the, right. The newer Alien series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, exciting. Uh, oh, and so, yeah. So Max Payne, I think, needs justice. And I also think that, uh, well, I, I keep going back to Metal Gear Solid. but Just make just, it already. Yeah, just make <laughs> it. Um, and apparently they were trying to make it with the guy who uh, directed the, Con- the new King Kong movies. Peter Jackson? No. Uh, oh, the Kong Skull Island? Oh, Kong yes, Skull Island. Kong, I can't remember his name, but he know. was working with uh, Hideo Kojima to uh, make a true Metal Gear Solid film. Which, oh, shit. Are you serious? Yeah, and they were thinking of putting Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. Really cool. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know, though. Video game movies are... Oh, and uh, Halo. Halo would be a good movie, too. I think. I think, yeah. With they, Master Chief? That's, yeah. That's probably a recipe but for disaster, Didn't they though. make a Halo? Don't they have, like, Halo? It's an animated show? movie, I think. I yeah, mean, they, they I remember uh, Red vs. Blue. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of that. <laughs> Rooster, the Rooster Teeth yeah. series. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, also, surprise, I do have a new story. I <laughs> forgot that it stuck <laughs> with me. Uh, Ridley Scott is planning on... Uh, axing the Prometheus alien movies. Hmm. Did you guys hear about that? What do you that? mean axing them? Like, like he's he's pulling, the he, he's pulling the plug on them after they, co- after the making dis- another one? after the disaster of Covenant. He's gonna try to uh, build it from the ground up again. Hmm. Why? Just stop. Yeah, just stop different. making them. Do something else. Yeah, but put Neil Blomkamp in 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 the in the director's care. I, uh, I would chair. Lo- I would love to see that. He I, was supposed to. right? I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, he was, and Ridley Scott was just like, ah, no, fuck you, get out of here. You know, I w- <laughs> I would like. I mean, I do like. I mean, Prometheus is like all everybody is a 
is a bad actor in that movie. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, minus Michael Fassbender. Besides Fassbender, yeah. Who plays a robot. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is an uh, explanation to that, but go on. Why everybody's a bad actor? Yeah. Like, in the movie, like, story-wise, mm-hmm. like, why everybody's acting Yeah, like you have bad. to you have to see the director's cut. It's kind of stupid. I have seen the director's cut. Yeah, so you remember <laughs> that scene where the head of the Whalen Company, the terrible, I think it was Pierce Bronson. It's guy, no, it's Guy, guy, so, Pierce, yeah, guy Pierce. Guy Pierce in the terrible elderly yeah, the uh, makeup. makeup. Yeah. He said that he only chose the crew based on their faith-based yeah, stuff right, yeah. rather than their science, and so that's why they're all stupid. No, but I'm not, no, not, not like their intelligence, their acting is bad. The acting of the actors is bad. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, and like, it, and right. Charlie Stern, like school of running away from stuff is also bad. Because <laughs> she was faith-based. But, but if you remove. She thought she could sprint faster than the <laughs> ship crushing her. If you remove the, if you're, if you remove them from the alien canon. I think they're fine movies. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, Covenant, right. yeah. The Covenant is like is really is like way better than Prometheus. Really, um, I, th- I, th- that's I think that's a hot take. I right think there. Pr- I think Prometheus has like a lot more interesting concepts about what the engineers and everything yeah. that they totally sure. ditch in yeah. the Covenant. Unfortunately, yeah. like I was like way more interested in that. But Covenant is way more entertaining and more like uh, it's actiony, more like it's actiony, adventure. Yeah. It's less. Dramatic than the first one. It was kind of cool too because like they went to a lush planet rather than like some rock. Yeah, they went to New Zealand actually. Uh, (laughs) Um, But um, but yeah, Covenant. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff that isn't canon that doesn't make any sense with the rest of the movies. It's messy. I mean, Alien canon in general is like all over the place. It is. But these movies on their own, it's like Alien Covenant is a good like sci-fi horror movie by by itself and it's like i wish it wasn't called alien if only it was just called like covenant yeah and like maybe they changed the design of the aliens a little bit so that they don't look like that's a great idea xenomorph (laughs) xenomorph ripoffs well they kind of they kind of did that in covenant they were like humanish kind of young whitish yeah yeah Yeah. and one of this one scene that sticks out to me that like doesn't make any sense in terms of the alien like being born mm-hmm. is when like you first see the xenomorph and ha- and it's like a tiny little xenomorph and it, it's like standing up like <laughs> Jesus. So- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Doesn't make any sense. They shot and they like little larvae like yeah. when, when they're first born. <laughs> it is strange, but I mean, yeah. and then like everybody falls uh, for the the sci-fi trick again, like. Like they don't wear helmets on this foreign planet. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that was more unforgivable than Prometheus. Like I that's like one, that, one of yeah. the rules of space exploration. Yeah. I think it yeah, should. They 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 always they do the test when they get out there. Um, you know, oxygen levels are habitable, Captain. Yeah, yeah. And they and, go out there, and there's there's plants, photosynthesis. Yeah, and in the first one, yeah, the guy who takes off his helmet, he's like, he's like, God, oh, don't do that, and then they do it, and then everybody's, it was like, okay. Oh, yeah. whatever. You think that with, um, like, just just having enough oxygen to survive probably is not enough to qualify <laughs> you yeah, to it, take your helmet it's off. It's not what just if, about oxygen. What, what if you're getting carbon monoxide poisoning the entire time? <laughs> yeah, there's other elements, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, like, silica, like, swirling around in the air, and you're breathing crystals in. Oh, there's little alien... Uh, alien dust that will go inside your ear and then you become infected with something yeah. and then mm-hmm. it, 
and then it bursts out your back. <laughs> <laughs> so the consensus is it's really hard to make a video game movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah, to make it good. I think they could make the Spider-Man, uh, there's a Spider-Man video game that should be made into a movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starring Tony Maguire. Like, it was on PS2. I was like, Spider-Man, they made like a whole three of them. I was like, oh, these should be movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, so we have, uh, you cool with uh, wrapping up on this? Oh, yeah. Because I have a, we have a special caller today. Yes, we do. Um, oh. We're going to give a call into friend of the show, Adam Murphy, local celebrity. Yes. And, um... So in the pre-COVID era, Adam and Joseph are co-workers. They're still our co-workers, but they haven't seen each other every day like in they used to. six months. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam used to come by Joseph's desk and plop down a movie of questionable integrity and ask him to give it a watch. So yes. Adam's going to, we're going to call Adam right now, and he's going to give us a plop for all of us and our listeners. Hello. <laughs> what's up buddy hey guys do I, hear, Adam. do I hear a young babe yes i yes she's attached to me all right <laughs> oh, cool yeah uh, we're, we're we're walking around we're pacing all right <laughs> well we have uh we're, we're recording uh clueless this week oh yeah that's right yeah yeah um Joseph asked me if I had something that was like appropriate, like theme appropriate, mm-hmm. and I said that I didn't, but I lied. I guess I guess I kind of do. Oh, oh cool. all right. So what do you um, got? I got I got a couple that I really like that I think are like the same DNA. Okay. Um, I mean they're popular. I don't know. People know about them. <laughs> the first one's Heather's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yep. I mean I think Heather's Heather's like totally embodies the same spirit as Clueless. That's with uh, Winona um, Ryder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Ah, uh, yes, Christian Slater, the the young Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he does his best Jack Nicholson in his, <laughs> in Heather's for sure. <laughs> um, He's I, chewing it up. We brought up uh, me, me and Bree watched uh, Clueless this week, and uh, we brought up Heather's a couple times during the what the viewing. Yeah, I think you know, I think it's comparable, and that sort of mean girl, valley girl attitude. Yeah, is, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's perfect for like satire yeah no absolutely what uh what was what was your other one you said the other one i don't know the other one's kind of further down the heather's route i guess and that would be <laughs> jennifer's body yes <laughs> i haven't seen it love that oh. movie see i feel like people people got turned off on jennifer's body because of like it was in the middle of the uh megan fox yeah thing mm-hmm. and you know they just looked at her and they were like oh this looks Stupid. Oh no, not Megan Fox. It's a sexual yeah. oh. teenage sexual fest or whatever. Well, and that's the thing is like they kind of they kind of marketed it that way, but it's it's really like it's way more about like um how chicks are mean to each other. Like like frenemies and it's like a supernatural stuff. mean girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Supernatural mean girls. Cool. Yeah. I like that tagline. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, there's a I don't know. The director's cut is, in some ways, it's like a whole lot better. Oh. Um, yeah, but in other ways, it's like, I don't know, it adds a bunch of stuff that I don't really find funny. This mm-hmm. sort of seems like unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But but they re-edit some scenes to make it, I think, uh, super, like way more effective. 
Right. Um, so director's yeah. cut better of Jennifer's body. Eh, generally, yeah. Okay. They add in some stuff, like I said, that kind of is distracting. But oh, okay. Hmm. For the most part, it's 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 a solid uh, it's a solid change, I think. I want um, I want to say that streaming somewhere because uh, I was talking about it with Bree and she was surprised I'd never seen it before and we looked it up and it was at the time at least it was streaming somewhere. Let's dude, do I'm sure it's streaming somewhere and seriously, perfect Halloween movie. Really. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's great for like the, the spooky season for sure. It is it is on uh, my list that I have been yeah. uh, working on for October. Okay, yeah, mine too. Streaming on Stars, DirecTV, and Stars Amazon. Yeah, because everyone is subscribing to Stars now. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Stars has got some good stuff, but uh, I'm not going to pay another nine dollars a month. No, I'm I'm I <laughs> I'm going to HBO Max. I don't know Max. what that stuff is. <laughs> Stars? It's got good stuff. I don't know what it is. Do they have the the Evil Dead show or had the Evil Dead show? Oh yes, they did. Yeah, is did that they? Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Is that what it is? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. I heard that was pretty good too. Um, Adam, I watched I, the first season. I liked it. Oh okay. I had a question for you, Adam. Did you see? Huh. I'm thinking of ending things. I you know I don't have Netflix anymore. Oh, you don't? <gasps> no, I'm a I'm a I'm a turncoat. I really want to watch it. Um, but I killed my Netflix and subscribed to Hulu. I can only really like justify one subscription at a time. Uh, uh-huh. And I don't know. I was just like consistently kind of underwhelmed about the stuff on Netflix. Mm. Um, and I don't have that much time. So, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you have a child yeah. to rear. Man. Yeah. Two I of them. Two of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Crazy. Well, if um, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you in another couple of weeks. Um, if you have anything that uh, sticks out to you on our on our wheel selection, just shoot shoot Joseph a message, and we'll get you in whenever. Oh, all right. Yes. Cool. All right, buddy. It's good to hear from you. Um, anything you want to hear, say to the audience? Oh, you know, <laughs> thanks for watching. These guys need all the help they can get. That's true. <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, when w- once once the Red Museum is uh, uh, in the, the your frontal lobe. Instead of the rear cortex, uh, just give uh, it, let let us know so we can start uh, spreading the gospel. Yeah, I think I think I want to have something something big whenever that you know comes back around. I, I wanted to do like an outdoor screening, but now with all the smoke, it's uh, yeah, hey, you can just project it right into the air. <laughs> <laughs> like fantastic, like Fantasia. It'll be like a hologram or phantasmic, yeah. whatever oh, the fuck it's called. Oh, yeah, Brilliant fantasmic. idea. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, buddy. We'll we'll catch up with you later. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you later, Adam. Later. Bye. Um, God, it's so cool. That's why he's a local celebrity. Yes. He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, this is actually leads directly into my streaming picks. Oh. I did watch... Um, streaming pick time. I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, this is Charlie Kaufman, written and directed, I believe. Yeah. Um, what it, else has he done? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. No, he did not do that. Uh, didn't he write that? Uh, Michelle Gondry directed that, but did he? I think he wrote it though, didn't he? I don't know if he wrote it. He um, he was involved. I know he was involved because his name always floats around. That especially with uh, I'm thinking of ending things like having like the promotion it was having a few weeks ago. Being John Malkovich adaptation Anomalisa. Connected oh, yeah. to New York. He did. Uh, oh, Cynic Cynic Dope. That's what Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it does have him attached to it in some way. Screenplay. Screenplay by Charlie Kaufman uh, for okay. Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Um, 
but uh, it's starring Jesse Plemons and Jesse someone else. I can't remember her name, the actress, but uh, Jesse Plemons, you may know him as Meth Damon from Breaking Bad. <laughs> That's what I was getting, Meth Damon. And that one episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, the USS uh, Callister, the episode of uh, arguably one of the better episodes of Black Mirror. Um, very, very, he's a programmer that creates AI versions of his coworkers that he doesn't like and forces them into a <laughs> alternate Star Trek-like universe yeah. and lords over them. <laughs> That's Such awesome. a great episode, but anyways, um, it's the the idea of this movie is first off, it's two hours and twenty minutes long. Damn, it is a, a dedicated. You have to be ready to watch wow. it. <clears throat> and essentially, it's a couple, yeah, late thirties, maybe early forties, something like that, and they're going in a long snowy car ride to his his parents' house. And basically, this is a movie that makes makes the audience think like they feel like they're going crazy. It's one of those where you can't trust a single part of the story or the mm-hmm. characters. Uh, the female's name is Young Woman on IMDb because her name continually changes throughout the movie. Oh, okay. It's At one point, it's Lucy. At one point, it's Lu- Lucia. It's uh, Lucinda. It's According to other characters or to her? Both. Oh, okay. She also gets phone calls from herself on her phone constantly throughout the movie. Lucy... Lucia, huh. different versions of that, uh, and hit her boyfriend, who she's thinking of ending things with, uh, has a very similar name to her as well. And there, it's a completely unreliable, unreliable narrator in, in the sense that there really is no narration. I mean, there's an uh, like a monologue inner monologue that you hear of her voice, um, but it doesn't. It's not like it's propelling the story forward. Sure. The story is almost, it's like a play, a play set in a car and then a play set in a house. Hmm. And then her parents are uh, David Thules or his parents are Davis, David Thules and uh, Tony Collette. And they, they play some very uh, fun characters. Tony, okay. Tony Collette is over the top. She's like um, United States of Terra level um, en- en- energy. <clears throat> and uh, David Thules is just so likable. I loved his character in it a lot. And his, so that's where his parents and they're continually aging and then de-aging and you see them at different points in their life whilst they're having dinner and then dessert and showing them the house and stuff. It's so trippy. So it is, there are some very beautiful parts in it and there's some really like things that hooked me that I thought was like, wow, that's cool. I like that effect. Um, The dog shaking its head continually that's in the trailer is, is is a creepy, unsettling feeling. Um, it doesn't really pay off in any way. And, um, there is some time warp elements. They talk about string theory a little bit and alternate universes. And, um, I don't know. I I feel like if you don't say you like this movie, then you, you quote unquote, don't love movies. Like (laughs) it's a total, like it's a complete hipster, like jerk fest. Huh. Well, it, let me ask you this. Do they ever explain the unreliableness of the area that they're in? Like, is it like some sort of like alien thing, like annihilation? Like, or? You're just going to have to watch the movie to oh, find out. Oh, I can't wait. It's, uh, I don't regret watching it, but I did not have a good time. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't yet th- here I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that, uh, I don't think that I hated this movie. I don't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was good. But um, at the end of it, I was like, I felt like the end of Burn After Reading. <laughs> what, what did we learn here? Yeah, I don't know. I love the ending don't, of that movie, though. Don't do it again. Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. And it's uh, and 
to be honest, there's very little closure. There's very little. Um, oh, I love that. Anything. Mm-hmm. So, and which I, I like, just like Tyler said, I, I do appreciate that in a movie where it doesn't put a nice little bow on everything. It does not do that. Um, so it's, it's, it is what it is. Yes. For two hours and 20 minutes worth, I probably had like four or five moments where, uh, you know, I, I looked, I looked at Brianna. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was about it. So watch it or don't. If you have two hours and 20 minutes to kill it, it's, it's definitely interesting. I feel like everybody who likes movies should watch it. And I would love to hear what people thought about it. So I hope you guys can. Oh, I won't it. be watching this. I hate movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a, that's kind of a streaming pick. I mean, it's going to be a very specific audience, um, you know, who's who's into that yeah. uh, movie. There is a lot of marketing for this movie, though, too. So I think a lot of... I, I only saw it just on Netflix, straight up on Netflix, and then the buzz on Facebook. You know, uh, I, I think, think yeah. I think the connection with, like, Adaptation and John Malkovich and Eternal Sunshine, you get a really specific idea of, what you're getting yourself into, but it's like that times 10. Oh, okay. Without like with Eternal Sunshine, there's a narrative between two characters and he establishes the relationship between the two characters and then it then it blows it up. This is like the opposite. It takes pieces and like builds their relationship from through time that um, you kind of see in little bits and pieces and photo albums from their childhood and stuff. It's a trip. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, more straight ahead movie, about as straight ahead as you can get that I'm recommending uh, is called Sweetheart from 2019. This is uh, on Netflix. It stars um, a young lady that looks like Bruno Mars, uh. Uh, stranded on an island that they filmed Castaway on. Um, <clears throat> and she basically, you don't know much about it. You just wake up and she's on the island and you're with her. And something is on the island. A monster of sorts. Oh, I was thinking like it's like the most dangerous game. It's mm-mm, just like mm-mm, some mm-mm, rich mm-mm. guy hunting her. Nope, 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 nope. Even, oh, wait, I remember this movie coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's uh, and I, w- I won't say much about it, but it's a monster that lives on the island. She's trying to survive just by like eating fish and stuff and like building a little hut and whatever. And then she's also trying to survive because there's this motherfucker. It comes out at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It comes out at night and she's, uh, sees it. And then she sees like claw marks and she sees half eaten shark, like wash up on the, on the, uh, shore and then there's this weird pit out in the shallows kind of off on the side of the island that mm-hmm. she thinks it lives in and stuff it's pretty cool it's really cool um arguably the monster effects work or don't work um i like <laughs> i liked them a lot and thought they were they do a good job of not showing the monster for a big part of it and then they give you the full reveal and like you get to see everything which is great um it seems like a mid mid-level budget movie not super high level not super cheap um anyone I, I, that anyone would know who's involved nope. with it no. um it oh. seems like just a cast of people that uh i mean they look kind of familiar some of the people i've seen in like uh the actress lead she's a uh, kiersey clemens is her name um i've seen her in a couple things she voiced one of the characters in scoob the new scooby-doo movie <laughs> um antebellum that's like a sci-fi slavery type show on hbo mm. um anyways a couple a couple of things but it was really fun great um creature feature was that streaming Netflix. Oh, okay. So uh, just about anybody except Adam can uh, access oh, yeah. this. <laughs> um, so yeah, give it a watch. It's a it's a great um, it's a great Wednesday night movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Joseph. Um, so I have a few things. Uh, first, I watched um, Pete's stream pick from a while ago, The Birdcage. Ooh. Um, it's good. Um, 
As far as Robin Williams comedies, you could probably watch something else. Um, he's not the star. I know. It's more of a Nathan Lane comedy. Oh. Um, God, it's so funny. It's it's for a movie called The Birdcage. Um, you never see The Birdcage that much. That's the name of the club. I know, but you don't see it that much. You see it in the beginning and the end, maybe. <laughs> um, but coincidentally, this movie is shot by one Emmanuel Lebesky, who shot Birdman. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. It's, um uh next it movies, all comes back he also shot bye bye birdie uh sure uh, <laughs> and a bunch of other movies with bird in the title so yeah birdcade streaming on prime uh that's where i watched it oh nice it wasn't uh, streaming anywhere when i watched it i have it so that's a i would give that a b for birdcage um <laughs> all right birdcage gets a solid b for bird yeah um, <laughs> I didn't think about that. yeah it's a good it's a good interesting movie i had the plot of it was really interesting and the and I had I never thought that I would ever see Gene Hackman in that way ever <laughs> in my life, but it was hilarious. Hey, how do you think about Hank Azaria's character? Uh, he was he was funny, yeah, like way a little over the top. Yes, but, um, it's a cast of the most flamboyantly gay characters you've ever seen. Yeah, um, Hank Azaria playing another culturally culturally appropriated uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, character. Yeah, um, so that's yeah. Birdcage, watch it. It's good. Um, this one is an anti-streaming pick. Ooh. Don't uh, watch this. I like it. I won't even tell you where it's streaming because I don't want you to watch it. Um, but this trying is, to help you. This is uh, Clash of the Titans, uh, 1981, the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait. The claymation one. The claymation one, yeah, I, with, I, the, with the creature from the Black Lagoon as uh, the Kraken. I cannot believe that that was 81. It feels like the 60s when you watch it. Yeah, I, it feels way older. So dated. I, I, I almost have half a mind to just uh, <laughs> I, I sit up right now and leave this room. You're me, lobster. It's really not that good. <laughs> oh, it's, how can you? Not too good, man. I don't fall asleep watching movies, <laughs> and I fell asleep. Yeah, fuck you. Like, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I haven't fallen asleep. I haven't fallen asleep on the couch in a long time. <laughs> this was the one. And this was the one. This is the one. <laughs> this is. Too- what even gave? What even brought you to this movie? Uh, me and Deanna were just like trying to watch something like oh. fun. And Tyler, like- I want, I want you to go find whatever streaming service is on and watch it and tell, tell me that. This is not overrated. I will. The first time I watched it was on VHS tape, so I feel like I, I should watch it again on I was, VHS. I mean, it's it's maybe a good movie to watch while maybe you're slightly drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, or doing something else. Yeah, maybe doing something else. <laughs> it's just that doing your I'm losing my mind right now. Some of the effects, like <laughs> like technically, there was some like, kind of like cool effects in the movie, especially for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was just like, kind of boring i can't abide by this and i thought you were gonna choose something else so that no. I was, it, the, re- no. the reason why i went back recently and revisited this at least a couple scenes was because we did et oh yeah uh 10 episodes or so back and yeah. that was in 82 clash of the titans is 81 and the the range of quality between <laughs> those two is sh- sh- <laughs> you get whiplash you watch one yeah. to the other it's my so eyeballs true. were like spinning it's so true though <laughs> the, the effects yeah. in Clash of the Titans seem like a B fifty horror film <laughs> and it's made in eighty one yeah I'm surprised that it it has the clout that it does um, does it really have clout though I never I mean they remade it yeah 
Oh. So it has to have some. Yeah, the, the remake that no one ever saw. Yeah, um, with the Neesons is the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the, all the stuff, stuff with the gods was, I don't know, it was really, all, like, a lot of, pretty silly. <laughs> pretty silly. <laughs> so don't uh, watch this. So don't watch it. Yeah, don't watch it sober, at least. Um, <laughs> don't do drugs. Does not <laughs> hold up. Um, <laughs> but my actual streaming pick. You should watch this. Wait, there's there's more? Yes, that was my anti-stream pick. <laughs> um, this is my pro stream pick. Um, this is a Hulu original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shares a similar title with another movie made in the 80s. This is called Little Monsters. Oh, yeah. Um, starring Academy Award winner Lu- Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad um, and Alexander England... Who's, who is the main character, but I don't know, I have no idea who he is. Um, <laughs> but it takes place in Australia. And um, basically the premise, it's a zombie horror comedy movie. Hmm. And and uh, Dave, the main character, um, is like a low life. This is a newer release. This is not the 80s. This is not the 80s one. This is, there's, so, Howie Mandel, nowhere to be found. Just no, be no Howie Mandel. Fred Savage, gone. Gone. Okay. Um, completely different premise. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know this one. I think I saw it recently in the name. Yeah. So this was made 2019 or released 2019. Um, really fun, uh, if it, like transition movie to get you into the spooky spirit for Halloween. Mm. Um, not quite like seasonal, but it's uh, it's fun, almost That's like Sh- Shaun of the Dead kind of oh, okay. kind of style. Yeah. A little over the top. Josh Gad plays like a, a kids TV show host. Named, oh, like a Rainbow, na- Rainbow Randolph named Teddy McGiggles. Um, <laughs> Teddy it, McGiggles. It's so funny to see his character in this movie because he plays Olaf in Frozen, yeah, a kids movie, and in this movie is rated R. <laughs> and you can only imagine his character as a as a, as a middle aged kids show TV host. Mm-hmm. Um, really funny, uh, but yeah, basically the premise is that there are all these kids go to this. Um, it's not a zoo. It's just like a place, like a hayride sort of place. Yeah, kind of place. But it's, it happens to be almost right next to a a, a U.S. military base uh, uh, where they're testing doing, facility. doing experiments on uh, <laughs> people. Something um, that goes <laughs> that goes haywire, <laughs> and um, the uh, the goals of the adults in this movie are are, are to shield the children from the realities of what's going on, and um, <laughs> so is there is it it's a slasher movie a horror movie it's a it's a horror comedy movie okay um and um yeah it's really it's really funny there's some like really laugh out loud moments in this movie um and good comedies are hard to come by mm-hmm. um, these days yeah um, but this one's really fun going going on the list yeah little monsters streaming on hulu only all right nice. sweet Tyler, what do you got for streaming uh, picks? I only have one uh, streaming pick, and uh, this kind of segues from our last episode on our uh, <laughs> description of perfect beings. Okay. <laughs> um, Marriage Story, streaming on Netflix, starring two perfect beings, Adam Driver <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson. Wow, good pull. Have a way with words, Tommy. Great segue. Uh, so, uh, Marriage Story, if no I one's... I can't believe it. <laughs> 
Uh, marriage Story, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, is about Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Who, they are in the divorce process, and they are trying to figure out how to, you know, have custody of their kids, how the divorce process really works. So, uh, interesting fact about myself, uh, I really wanted to see this movie when it came out. But I did not want to be horribly depressed afterwards. I was mm-hmm. scared of this movie. Yeah. Um, just because, I don't know, like relationship movies, like, for example, Ryan Gosling's film Blue Valentine, mm-hmm. if you guys are familiar with that, that yes. one is a goddamn pit of despair. <laughs> and so that's what I was kind of basing my feelings of marriage story. I was just like, oh my God, you have Scar Joe and Adam Driver, both incredible actors. They are going to really like, you know, go into that pit. Surprisingly enough, they don't. It really is a representation of the brutality of the divorce process in the United States. And it's just really well done with the emotional turmoil that they both go through because at one point you're on Scar Joe's side. You're like, yeah, yeah, she's right. And then they show Adam Driver's side and then you're like, oh, uh, Scar Joe, uh, no, she's in the wrong. <laughs> like it's such an emotional roller coaster. And in the end, it uh, you leave the movie feeling like, wow, divorce sucks. But you don't leave the movie feeling like, oh, my God, like you're having like an ex- existential like crisis on your own relationships oh, in okay. your life. So it's it's so well done. And I and there's a lot of rewatchability with it, too. So um, it's streaming on Netflix, Marriage Story. Did you know that Noah Baumbach, the writer, writer from this, this is semi-autobiographical about him and his relationship with Jennifer Jason Lee? Wow. Did not know that. Of Annihilation fame, also Hateful Eight, more recently. Did not know that, but also with the way the writing is, it's not surprising because it seems like a lot of the situations that are in the movie Mm -hmm. seem to be pulled out of like personal experience rather than like a story. Created. Yeah. Yeah. I like like that because I like the little details in like slice of life movies like this that make you go, I guarantee someone experienced this. Yeah. Why would he put that one weird line in there? Yeah. Or like experience or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I did not leave. I actually left marriage story feeling elated. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> like even though it was like, you know, not the best situation not really to a, be a in. happy subject it's, matter. It's hmm. not happy, but I left the movie feeling like, well, you know, life moves on, Content. and it's not, and it's it's not all sad like uh, Ryan Gosling's uh, horrible uh, mm. character in Blue Valentine, which is a good movie. <laughs> I'm not saying Blue Valentine is a bad movie, but like if you want to be put in a pit of despair, you watch Blue Valentine and not Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. You appreciate your relationships, I think, more after watching Marriage Story than Blue Valentine. Um, can I read what you what you said to us when you watched? Marriage Story? Sure. Tyler says, Marriage Story should have won Best Picture. I can't believe it didn't win. It's my favorite movie next to The Lighthouse. It's incredible. Adam Driver really hit a home run. I love this man. (laughs) (laughs) Even with the baseball analogies, even in the text messages. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you call it a good Sunday morning movie? Do you stand by that? 
Yes. Yeah, I do. It, it's uh, it's really like I think I just built it up in my mind to be this like uh, really just like depressing movie. And it really isn't. It's just it's yeah, a, that's just a, like that my perception of it. I haven't watched it, but that's been my perception of it. It's good. And you can watch it with your significant other without feeling kind of weird. Unless you guys are going through a divorce process, then uh, well, actually, it might be a little <laughs> bit awkward. Yeah, yeah, it well, would be bad. <laughs> might be a little bit awkward. But so it's a, I'm looking at it as like an instructional guide, like how to. <laughs> <laughs> do this, don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Um, but yeah, nice. it, it, it's just a really good movie. I would actually kind of put it, what, what was that uh, Willem Dafoe movie, the one in Florida where they live? Florida Project. Yes, it kind of reminded me of that. A it's little bit past, less. Past a Joseph streaming pick. Yeah, it's a little bit less depressing than uh, Florida Project, but it's kind mm. of in the same slice of vice or a slice <laughs> of life vein. Florida of Project my, is a little, uh, a little hopeless. Yeah, it's a yeah. yeah, it's not like that. These are very affluent uh, white people, so they'll be okay. Movie. It's not gummo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. You time for some Clueless? Uh, uh, yes. Clueless, the modern classic. Actually, I totally forgot. I have We have a listener mail I wanted to read uh, from listener Brendan. Um, Brendan writes... Uh, this one's for you, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Subject, Tenet is fine. Oh, he saw it. I have seen Tenet. One thing about Alabama is that they opened too fast, too soon, and Tenet Early Access has been here since late August. Wow. I was one of five people in the theater, so there was plenty of space. The actual film is loud and boisterous and best watched three beers uh, bought at the beginning. <laughs> the Dune preview alone is worth the price of admission. Whoa. Listener Brendan. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Smash TV is awesome. I've always wanted an arcade cabinet of that game someday. As uh, my video game that I played that reminded me of The Running Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my old Galaxy 8 cinema back in Vacaville. <clears throat> so, good times. All right, uh, I'll continue, uh, Tyler. Well, thank you, Brandon, for uh, consistently yes. giving us uh, emails. Top, uh, top fan. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> in the top five. Uh, so, Clueless, made in 1995, is straight in the mid-90s. Uh, Clueless starring uh, Alicia Silverstone, which it's kind of strange because for someone as conventionally attractive as her, you would think that she had would be like in a lot more like well-known films, but she kind of fell off after Clueless for the most part. She was in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Or She's, uh, Batgirl. Yeah. yeah. But then other than that, though, it's kind of just like... She yeah. was in uh, Clarissa, Clarissa Explains It All. She was in the... <laughs> I believe she was in the Clueless TV show that lasted for a few episodes, too, that did terrible. Oh. Uh, then we have Brittany Murphy, Paul Rudd, Stacey Dash, and... Donald, uh, Donald Faison. Uh, yeah, Donald Faison. Jeremy uh, Sisto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, who, who played the stoner skateboard guy? Oh, oh Meyer. Yeah, Breckenmeyer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. liked his character. So, uh, Clueless, it's kind of hard to describe what this movie is about because it kind of goes all, all over the place. So I'll go over the synopsis briefly. 
so it's uh, Cher Horowitz, who is played by Alicia Silverstone, is a wealthy, popular, and I'm going to emphasize this because that I have an argument in this review. Popular 15 year old, yes, who lives in Beverly Hills with her widowed father, uh, Mel, in a very you know uh, prestigious house. He's like a corporate lawyer, five hundred dollars an hour lawyer. Yeah, five oh, yeah. yeah, hundred dollars an hour lawyer. And uh, he's the, he's the scariest guy ever, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, he's great. He's just playing the same character as he did in Night at the Roxbury. That, that yeah. Well, well, that came after, probably. Yeah. Uh, did it come after? Yeah, yeah Night at the oh, Roxbury okay. was after this. Well, yeah, he's very typecasted then. Uh, though good-natured, Cher is naive and caught up in a superficial lifestyle revolving around expensive clothes and the social hierarchy of her school. Her best friend, Dion has a similar outlook on life, though she dates a high school boy named Murray, which Cher claims is a pointless endeavor. Yes. Uh, so in the beginning of the movie, uh, Cher wants to up her grades more because they get the report cards, and she's like, oh, I got to... My father always said, don't settle for the first uh, first, offer. D- first offer. And so she goes and she tries to hustle. Negotiating. Yeah, she tries to hustle good grades out of her high school teachers. Yeah. 15 years old. Which, yeah. by the way, these actors don't even look like they're in high school <laughs> at all. They definitely look. Brit- Brittany called- Murphy looked the most like a high school. Yes. Sure. She looked uh, naive and young. So we started. And the- biracial. <laughs> yeah. She's some, Armenian or something. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of odd. Um, and so essentially the first like quarter of the movie is her not only trying to get her grades up, but also trying to hook up her two teachers, well, debate that's, teacher and that's English how, teacher. That's how they're trying to, she's trying to get the grades up. She gets the bad grade. She argues her point, goes nowhere. She's got another bad grade from another teacher, Mrs. Geist, Mrs. Geist, mm-hmm. un- unmarried Ms. Geist. <clears throat> and uh, her other teacher, the debate teacher played by Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Um, Vicini from uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah, famous for that role. Yeah, and uh, my dinner. And dad in, uh, uh, he's also in Marriage Story as well. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. But uh, yeah, the, she figures the best way to uh, get these two curmudgeonly teachers to give her a better grade is to find, hook them up, find them love with each other. Yeah. Right under their noses. Then it kind of it kind of moves away from that to she plays Brit- matchmaker, yeah, mm-hmm. to Brittany Murphy's character introduction, and then she wants to do another good deed, which is yeah. rescue this hopeless person who's just living her goddamn life, yeah, <laughs> just before <laughs> she becomes a pet project for this uh, uh, socialite, yeah, uh, yeah, fifteen fifteen years old, and <sighs> and then it kind of ends the mo- the movie kind of sort of starts to end with her going through like kind of like a struggle with her own identity and then realizing that she's in love with her own brother and uh so that's <laughs> and then it just sort of ends that brother uh, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i was thinking the how, whole time how long do you do adults think that two hormone infested young adult, young children are going to live in the same house together sharing a bathroom walking around in their unmentionables becoming very intimate with each other in a non-sexual way before it becomes of course naturally sexual 
How, I mean, is that a well, good I don't idea? Think, I don't think anyone thinks that because they were supposed to be siblings. Yeah, I know. But all of a sudden you're just like, I'm 17 and now I have a girl living in my house that's the same age as me and she's hot uh, and, she, and she's walking around in her uh, towel and stuff That's because she a lives stretch. there. That is such a long stretch. I'm just, it happened in Clueless, this documentary that we're just watching. <laughs> documentary. <laughs> I just ex step brother, by the way. Yeah. Before I get into your guys' thoughts, I wanted to bring up the director, Amy Heckerling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she directed Fast Times at Richmond High, which oh, yeah. is also a really good slice of life movie as well. And arguably, I would think it's the better one. Uh, like if you're going to compare Clueless With, and Fast uh, Times, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, yeah, I think it could go either way. They're both pretty well done. And here's also a hot take coming from me as well. I think Fast Times is better than the uh, Matthew McConaughey slice of life film. Uh, what was Dazed that? and Confused? Oh, yeah, Dazed and Confused. But he's not the yeah. main character in that. No, but that's all that's I remember. That's Linklater, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Linklater? I, Richard, uh, Richard Linklater. I, I think Fast Times was the superior version because it was a lot more realistic. Wait, wait McConaughey wasn't in Fast Times? No, he was no, in Days Sean and Penn. Confused. Sean Penn. Sean Penn play- is Oh, he plays uh, the, Sp- Spikowski? Or yeah. Spicoli. Spicoli, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Spikowski, so come on. I, Sp- Days and Confused was McConaughey's first role or was in a it, movie. Oh, I thought it was Texas. No, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 was, uh, I think, like the... First few times they did, which I I recommend. That's everyone what gave to see him. That. That's what gave him the all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Dazed and confused. You know, Dazed and Confused is uh, is in the top echelon of uh, anti uh, movies that Peta are stand against because of that weird yellow caterpillar he had on his upper lip throughout the whole movie. No way. Oh, the <laughs> stupid mustache. <laughs> mustache. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, clueless. Uh, initial thoughts on this uh, movie. Um, I've, uh, my, I have an older sister, she's two years old, older than me, I was born in 86, she's born in 84, this movie came out in 1995, so she was 11 years old when it came out, and from, I'd say, probably 12 to 14, her time, her age 12 to 14, mm. she probably had this movie played a hundred times in our household. Wow. <laughs> like, her and my cousin Genevieve, <laughs> like, like, you know how when you watch a movie and you're like, that's me now. That character is me. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take my personality from this uh, intellectual property, which is, I mean, pretty common, I think, for, as a young young kid. Imagine how many uh, people in your high school watched The Matrix and then started wearing black trench coats with sunglasses. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, just, it's natural to do when you have a, a well-fleshed-out character. Sure. But, uh, yeah, they were, um, you know, Northern Californian virgin, versions of, uh, of Cher and her friends, and I've seen this movie... Countless times, I've seen it so many times, and I watched it more as an adult um, in my like mid twenties, and I got a lot of like the drug humor that I didn't catch as a oh, know, yeah. nine year old, yeah, <laughs> ten year old, or yeah. watching, watching Clueless, <laughs> and uh, it's way better than I thought it would be revisiting it as an adult. Yeah, um, I I saw it I think two or three times as an adult, um, including this week, and uh, I really enjoy it. It's super fun. It's exactly what it sets out to make is a teen, um, like a teen drama fun movie that just shows a point in time that is like it's almost like bill and ted where you capture these characters that are so like goofy and 
out of place if you put him anywhere else in history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but for this movie, it works perfectly. I love the character of Cher. She's lovable and also an asshole. <laughs> um, her her friends, <laughs> you're just like these kids with this clothes that they're wearing to this school. It's crazy. Sure. Like the like uh, what's uh, Donald Faison's character's name? Dion Murray. 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 Yeah. He in more than one scene, he has a belt on around his pants that isn't even buckled. Both <laughs> ends of the belt are just hanging in front of him, and he's holding the head of the belt and the front of his pants up as he's walking back and forth like a penguin. This was the 90s, baby. <laughs> I know. Jinko jeans in full swing. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, I, I really I really dig uh, Clueless. It's a super fun movie, so don't take it too seriously. Just watch it and enjoy yourself. What about you, Joseph? Um, this was the first time uh, watched for me. Holy shit. Um, it's, uh, it was a fine enough movie. It was definitely a time capsule. Yeah. Um, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, these people are really lame. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just like the, the vernacular they're using, Mm -hmm. um, bugged out. It's whatever. They literally put the W up (laughs) in class. Um, and it's, uh, slightly problematic, um, this movie is. Oh, why, um, wait, wait, why is it problematic? Let me, with Paul Rudd. You're going to tell me you're against incest. Uh, no, it's not the incest. <laughs> but that's one thing. And it's, <laughs> and it's not incest. Um, you're right, it's not. No, I know it's, where you're going it's more that, yeah. the, It's more of the age thing. Um, it's a little weird. That's what I was emphasizing. She's 15 <laughs> Paul Rudd's character is supposed to be in his, so he's a, I assume, 19, 18 or 19. No, yeah. no, I don't think that at all. I think he's a sophomore in uh, college so because he, they already said that he was. He finished a year. And he already finished years. Year. So. Uh, 19, 20. Sophomore would be like 20, <clears throat> 22. No, 19, 20. 19 to 20. You graduate high school, you're 18. When you go to college, you're 18. Then the next year, yeah. you start okay. your you start your sophomore year at nineteen. This is the summer between his freshman and sophomore year, so he's so he's like twenty what, nineteen twenty. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, all right. Um, Still, and, and really, she just turned sixteen at the end of the movie, and then yeah, it, it, yeah. it kind of turns weird when when they start kind of when like he like sees her walk down the stairs in the white dress, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> know, like, Houston, we have a boner. Uh, <laughs> this is. This is weird. I don't like this. Um, yeah, it's strange. and it, it. But that's kind of why I like this movie, too, is because it's realistic in that sense where because that if you compare Fast Times and Clueless, they deal with pretty taboo subjects that really do happen in real life. Like that, that shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what threw me off and i think you could agree with me with this too joseph is how accepting it was rather than like kind of like shining a light on like how like weird it was they're just kind of like oh it's like a it's a it's a love story for the ages that's that's clueless too when they break they really get into their (laughs) out of uh, age ranged relationship But did you enjoy the movie though? Like uh, like I mean I don't like regret watching it or anything. But I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Um, it's, um, I think the movie title is perfect for the name, for the movie itself, because I don't think this movie knows what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea what this movie was about. (laughs) I was clueless at the end too. You're just watching her live for a privileged life. 
And oh, so privileged. Yeah, it's like this 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 upper class high school in Southern California, Beverly Hills. Yep. And um, nine hundred two one zero. I was like, when when she started doing the getting the teachers together, mm-hmm. I was like, is this? I asked Dan, I was like, is this the premise of the movie? And then she's like, no, nah, pretty much he comes in and like ruins things. And I'm like, <laughs> um, okay. So and I was like trying to like predict what's gonna happen and like. Nothing like it's it's not predictable because it has it has no direction on where to go. It's a series no, of small not. plots and they're yeah. lo- very loosely tied into each other. But the whole yeah. movie, by the time I was over, I was like, I feel like this movie didn't even start. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's that's a fine point. And it's like listening to a Static X song. It's like five minutes of intro, <laughs> at least one minute of the actual song, and you're like, "Are we over?" <laughs> oh, I guess it's over. Uh, I, I wouldn't know. It kind of just like it kind of just like fizzles out the movie. It's yeah, like when it like gets like towards the end, it like uh, kind of like time jumps. Yeah. Like, oh, get the guess what happens, and then it shows like oh, I didn't get married, you silly. And then yeah. I'm not from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah we can. Oh, you are still banging your stepbrother. Yeah, I yeah. did. I uh, and they kiss, and then it fades out, and then it's got these. It's so weird. The, yeah. That ending was very strange. But yeah. the first half of the movie, well, I should say, so the first quarter is her focusing on trying to do good deeds for the teachers and Brittany Murphy's character. So the and, te- then, and then the fire relief from Malibu, which is very apt. They were talking oh. about the people who lost their houses. Oh, oh yeah. That was, Malibu fires. Oh, yeah. yeah that she, that, she that really like, could have been taken out of the movie, too. That had no, like... Did, um... Brit- so, did... Oh, what's her name? What's her name in the movie? Brittany Murphy. Tal? Ty? Ty. Ty. Yeah, Ty. Yeah. Did her and, uh... And Meyer, yeah, they end up together. Okay, yeah. I was like, the, the he finally, she finally stopped trying to change he gets her sobered. friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, stop being a bitch. I know. <sighs> it's like let her, let people like what they want to like. It doesn't. Everybody doesn't have to like the same thing you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and she wants to. She wants to hook up with the stoner dude that is loves the fact that she can draw Marvin the Martian. Let her do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, doesn't you don't have to hook up with uh, the lead singer of the Wallflowers. Uh, Oh, Elton. Jel- no, yeah, Elton. <laughs> Who looks like uh, Casey Jake, Affleck. Jacob Dylan wannabe. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Sisto. I'm pretty sure Casey Affleck based his whole uh, look off of this um, Elton character. I mean, yeah, this movie was good enough, I guess. It was like, it was problematic in like the, the Paul Rudd and the, the ex-stepbrother thing was weird. And then the age thing is oh, also weird. Bro. And then <laughs> And then there's like the... Elton her sexually assaulting her in the car was mm-hmm. weird and then like played off for laughs and then was it paid okay that well, was, was a pretty serious part yeah it was, it was a brief moment yeah um and then uh just some like some of the language they use is a little dated yeah <laughs> a little yeah <laughs> they, they are using some dated language but this was the 90s yeah it was wrong then wrong now um, <laughs> oh come on but, no you're uh, absolutely correct but um yeah, it's fine. Good, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about it, I guess. So the reason why I like this movie a lot is because it can be taken in two ways. It can be taken superficially or you can really kind of deep dive into the motivations of the characters because superficially it's really just on the surface. It's it's that Cher is just trying to help these people out and then... And you're just it, following her privileged life yeah, and... It is what it is. You can just like turn a blind eye to what is actually going on. But then on the conversely, 
if you look at into it really deeply, like it's you kind of start questioning like, holy shit, like why is Cher not one? Why is she so obsessed with like taking care of her dad? Like even though her mom died, like there's like a weird like caretaking <laughs> relationship <laughs> what? going on. Uh and her whole idea of like trying to you know, it's funny because I was thinking watching this movie today, like those people who like gentrify like movements, you know, like like some white people, like they'll just like hop on to like a movement and just kind of do it because that's what's trendy. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of getting that idea. Is that a white person thing to do? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a human thing to do. Okay, well, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but um, it was, I, I feel like this was a really good representation of like inherent privilege too because like. I think, well, if you if you were to take all the comedy out of it and play it very seriously, a share should be in jail. Uh, she <laughs> hit, hit and run like four cars oh, yeah, uh, in, right. in, the, in the show <laughs> uh, during the course of the movie. Uh, yeah, she drives illegally all the time, all dude, the time. nonchalantly. D- has a permit only, driving around in a brand new Jeep Wrangler and two with permits, somebody else. <laughs> two permits don't equal a license. Yeah, that was a good line. Um, let's see what else. Uh, her her uh, stepbrother should be in jail. Statutory rape. <laughs> yeah, in- inappropriate actions with a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Um, they're addicted to drugs. Everyone's doing weed. Okay. Yeah, in 1995, that was illegal. Oh, and uh, there's uh, there they allude to uh, Brittany Murphy's character doing wanting to do coke, wanting to do coke. Yeah, and also of all the things that she could choose to raise money for, she chooses people's houses that got burned burned down in Malibu, <laughs> one of the most privileged places in the entire they, GD country. They have, they have at house least, insurance. I know. At least they don't need. At anything. least in American Psycho, he feigns like caring about broad social issues. That's yeah. true. At yeah. a spas. <laughs> but, but in this, in this, it's like it's literally like their worst thing that they have in the world is that the, she got a C. And yeah. I can't accept that because I can't get a C. Look at me. I'm the popular girl. I'm, my dad's rich. I can't get a C. And she's uh, uh, manipulates the system. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every, that, just about every choice that she does, if you take it on like a remove the comedy aspect of it yeah. and look at it with a critical eye like Tyler's talking about, she's a terrible person. Sure. But it's funny. No, it, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's funny because it's not real, but like this this stuff happens like in real life so like that's why that's where the two sides come from it's like you can watch it it's superficial lighthearted and uh, you know it's it's there's a lot of rewatchability to it too because it's kind of dumb like you, oh, you, yeah. can, you can kind of just yeah i know you would agree <laughs> and the the hero of the movie it really is uh, Brecken Meyer's character, the stoner, because he he. I want to see more Brecken Meyer in the movie. Yeah, he gets he cleans his shit yeah. up. Yeah, he, he cleans his shit up and he becomes like a skate pro. <laughs> no one a, ever changes except for step him. Program. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even remember. He, he's how the only many one steps who had were in his program. Yeah, he, you're right. He is. He's about the only one that had an arc. And Cher, the only reason she likes her stepbrother is because her best friend does. <laughs> she didn't even think about it until all of a sudden her. Uh, uh, what's her uh, name again? Uh, Dion. No, no. Uh, 
said Ty. Ty. Ty's oh, yeah. like, you need to get help me get with Josh. Well, she was younger than Cher, and and, uh, and in Paul mo- Rudd's in, in months by one month. Yeah, in months, literally well, one month. Well, still, regardless, <laughs> every he, month is another month in jail. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just, I, th- I just like watching it again. Like, I already thought it was kind of weird that he was like pursuing like not even senior because you know a freshman in college and a senior in high school like that's really like a gray area but if you're a freshman in college and you're going after sophomore girls like there that's a clear it's, cut line that you do not it's weird because like if <laughs> if if my dad was 18 now my mom would be 12 years old <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is there is a rule to the age gap. Tyler's about to spit his cherry cola out of his nose. Um, there is a rule on how young is too young. Do you guys know the rule? It's like half your age plus seven or half your age plus seven. So let's let's apply it. I, I, I age, can't. age of 20, half your age is 10 plus seven, 17. The youngest you can go if you're 20 years old is 17. But legally, though, that's legally, it? legally it's not. But if you think about it in terms of that, you're like, OK, 17, you're about to graduate. Because you're still like in the maturity levels, which. Well, yes. So let's wait. let's take it. Let's take it. Let's take it higher. 60 year old, half your age plus 37. Oh, and anything yeah. younger than 37, it starts getting a little creepy. Yeah, that's true. I'm 34. Uh, that's what, 17, 17 24. 24. So a 24-year-old. Any younger than a 24-year-old, uh, it starts getting creepy. You're reaching. Yeah, <laughs> Bree's Bree's just 20, barely 24. No, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. Pete, how could you? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, after I think the movie starts picking up really when uh the who, christian's involved yeah when christian comes along i think that was a really fun part i like, I like of, that that character arc uh what yeah. little bit he did have and their relationship was pretty funny oh when i well yeah when he walked in um and like she had like the swoony moment mm-hmm. yeah I, I when he I first saw him i was like no this guy is not attractive <laughs> <laughs> well you don't think he's good looking no, no. he he boo he, <laughs> i don't have any drops Where's the where's the squish sound? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I I did not get anything from him. Well, I th- he was supposed to represent. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was Cher's reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was a she had a wet ass p word. She- <laughs> uh, Coming uh, with that wet ass p word, <laughs> <laughs> she got a gooey. <laughs> She went, to the, she went to the library to check out the gooey decimal system. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, Deanna is the only one who has seen this movie, and she only has seen it like once, I uh, think, before, uh. a long a long time ago. And um, she, when, when he came on screen, it was like, um, like he would make a good drag queen. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So he was supposed to represent, like, the fantasy of what Cher was because uh, there was a previous conversation where Cher was like, oh, I'm saving myself for the perfect man. And this, then this yeah. guy comes in. He has, like, the star, a, the star of uh, th- the fifth element. <laughs> oh. Do you have a Luke, don't you have a oh, Luke Perry drop? Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, be, he comes in. He has, you know, he has, like, the perfect outfit. He has, like, the... And the starring jo- Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, she was saving herself for virginity for, for Luke, Luke Perry. Perry. Oh, that's right. It was Luke Perry. And he... And if you look at peak Luke Perry and Christian walking through the door, 
you get like a James Dean, uh, Luke Perry hybrid. But, yeah, he, he's going for like that that retro vibe. Bogart, um, James Dean, Rat Pack. Yeah. There's a great line that her dad says too when he comes in. He's like, "Hey, great pile of bricks you got here, old man." He's like. What the hell is wrong with you? Do you think the death of Sammy Davis Jr. leaves a spot, an open spot in the Rat Pack for you? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. I love the line too, where he's just like, "If you touch my daughter, I have a forty-five and a shovel, and I guarantee no one's gonna miss you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's an intimidating, dad. Yeah, um, but I really liked his character arc too because it kind of uh, started, you know, getting the ball rolling for Cher's own character development of like, you know, kind of like realizing like her sexual uh uh coming of age it started focusing more on herself rather than her focusing on other people because that's that's true i mean because at that point of the movie you're kind of like okay well why do we care about Cher? like yeah she helps everything about who is Cher, and then christian comes along and uh, we find She's a out the girl and we and the dress that she wears on the first date with Christian is so goddamn like revealing and shocking the white the skinny white one yeah yeah it's that's when uh, Josh is like oh yeah it's so shocking it, for a 15 year old to wear that even for 1995 because I, I mean I don't know I didn't grow up in 1995 so I don't I'm not entirely sure how teenagers short, were dressing short shorts but, were very short back then but it was so like just having it's called fashion honey look it up <laughs> that was Thank perfect you, <laughs> um <laughs> it was so shocking because it's like as a general audience you're being like you're supposed to think like oh she what a what a beautiful young lady that's coming down in this beautiful dress but for me i was horrified i'm like oh my god a, a 15 year old girl is wearing this out in public like you're drunk that, that it makes me crazy <laughs> it was her dad's anger put something over that that's and, what you're wearing who makes that then calvin she put, klein then she puts a, a a net on basically yeah yeah it's made out of like tool. a 90 like a 90 net like yeah. oh god it's, it's a mosquito net repurposed <laughs> <laughs> made by uh mark jacobs i thought the most the most unrealistic part of the whole movie though was when when um murray breaks the news that christian's gay to dion and yeah. Cher, and he's like he's like what are you guys talking about no he says bitches he says what are you bitches going on about you don't realize <laughs> you don't realize that he's he's a cake boy Oh, yeah, the cake boy. He said cake boy. What but, does that even mean? But then he goes on a whole, this whole like long rant about like different ways of saying homosexual without saying it. And he calls her a friend. He calls him a friend of Dorothy. What does that even mean? Really, really old school terminology for a gay man. Like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz? I guess. I don't know. He's the scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a, he's a, um, What's he called? Oscar Wilde reading. Uh, oh yeah, Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde reading something, something. Friend of Dorothy. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I heard him say that, and I'm like, what? What does that mean? What 15 year old <laughs> dude from Beverly Hills, <laughs> <laughs> with braces and all, so calls gay people a friend of Dorothy? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really strange, like how that. But the the uh, the scene I think preceding that or going into where. Uh, Dion is learning how to drive like on the freeway. Yeah. I thought that was really hilarious. And then she, and then, uh, the, uh, exchange of sex afterwards. Yeah. She says, uh, Dion's virginity went from the technical to non-existent after that. <laughs> those, technical. Those 15 year olds were 
doing things. Yeah, they're there. It's weird. Putting <laughs> each other's business in one another. Um, is that more appropriate? Well, I think... Well, Let's talk more about 15-year-olds having sex. <laughs> There's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I know that's it's recorded. That's, that, that, that's, that, the shears will go to that one. But um, I did not see this coming at all. <laughs> um, I really like the driving scenes, too, like when they're first trying to learn how to drive. I thought that was really funny. Uh, like her just like the driving test specifically where she like almost hits a biker and like is hitting yeah, she, multiple cars, yeah. too. And the, the guy was like, oh, uh, yeah, please pull over here. I, I, I'm just... You, you failed. Yeah. yeah you're, you're done. Should I leave a note? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> felony. He's, he's so bewildered. That's another felony for sure. And he uh, calls himself the Messiah of the DMV. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fun, fun trivia fact about uh, that scene when uh, Brittany Murphy calls Lisa Silverstone's character a car, uh, a virgin they can't drive. Yeah. yeah. Brittany Murphy later said in an interview, she said, I felt it was a funny line because I, at that time, I was a virgin who couldn't drive. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she didn't have her driver's license at that point in her career, in her life. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, scene where she gets, uh, robbed. Well, she first gets abandoned by, uh, yeah, by the, the Jer- sexual assaulter. Sisto, El- Elton. Yeah, which I thought it, I thought the Elton character was a little strange because it wasn't really fleshed out. Like, you see scenes in which he's like always hugging and kissing her, like, like in the montage. I think uh, at one point in the class, mm-hmm. and uh, he like never rub, he rubs her back a little bit in the class. But you never really like get the idea that they're friends because there's no conversation other than that he's within the friend group. So at one point I was like, "Oh, is that like the boyfriend?" And then he's well, he's yeah. well established as being her friend when he says, "You know, you're my best friend, right?" Yeah, in the, in the car, <laughs> in the car, right before he yeah. rapes her. Well, yeah, he he. There's like the before that. There's a scene where like she's trying to give give tie to him. Yeah, because yeah. they want she he she yeah. wants him off of her. Yeah, he wants. They're, they're trying to figure. Two, and they're like, two, there's two like, people have cars, and they're yeah. both going in opposite directions from the valley. And it's funny hearing them talk. It's like the Californians talking yeah, about yeah. the freeways, I like the same thing. And like they're just <laughs> passing this this girl around, like she's just like an object. No, because just, if she goes with her, then she's gonna have to go back north on Wilshire, and I have to get off the freeway, which I hate getting off the freeway on the 405. Yeah. I feel like that's a conversation that like yeah, most Californians would have, like just like no, because they, they, they have to go really. to the I five and then uh, circle your way back to 99. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always thinking that I'm like I'm traffic right now. Should I take Grant Line up to like sunset? Yeah, or sunrise. I mean, <laughs> so that, I really like that conversation, but th- th- I did not like Elton's character because he just wasn't developed enough to think that they were best friends. And then they go into the car, and he professes his love to share. Not love, definitely not love. Well, it was some kind of love. It's lust, baby. <laughs> and he he uh, tries to force himself on. Her he tried to put his tongue inside of her, and it was just really kind of that. That Weird. was a very she, fast but, times at Richmond High. But that was scene. a great. It was a great scene for a young, uh, a young audience to see, though, because that's yeah. the appropriate reaction if you're being sexually assaulted. Sure. Besides, maybe calling for help immediately. But she got out of the car. She's like, "Nope, fuck this. I'm noping out of the situation, and yeah. I'll just deal with the consequences. And I'd rather be robbed at gunpoint than deal with this." Uh, would-be rapist yeah it's, and so he she gets dropped off at the circus liquor store which uh 
a fun fact that's not in Sun Valley. That's actually in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is she gets robbed at gunpoint. Which well, the at, least gu- at least she's close by. Yeah, she. You know, it's it's funny. Is like the gun coming into the scene is so like just so jarring mm-hmm. because you're not expecting I totally it. Totally forgot you're, about it because you're still it this week. Yeah, you're still like in the throes of like what the fuck was Elton doing, and then all of a sudden it just. And you see a gun to her head and you're like, what the fuck? Oh. Her whining, whining when she's having to get on the ground in her fancy dress. Was like, it's <laughs> yeah. great. I loved it. And mm. Yeah. <laughs> she has gun to her head and she's whining like an infant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, so I really enjoyed that sequence of events because I feel like that is one of the realistic things that happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just for like a you know real life's like a, realism yeah it was very just like oh this guy tried to force on me and now i'm getting mugged it was so really really real man it really was <clears throat> um and then then that's kind of after that though that's actually when the movie starts kind of falling off for me is uh, it starts kind of losing its steam a little bit like yeah you have ty like becoming like this massive ego monster Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I don't know. But then they forgive each other, and they're at the wedding together. And yeah. there's not even really a a fallout of any yeah. kind. Like she just she, she says the like the your version can't drive, and mm-hmm. then and then later she's like, I felt bad about what I said. And yeah, then, at the end of the movie, like, yeah. I, I what I was thinking was going to happen was that she was going to like give Brittany Murphy tie a makeover, and then she was going to become like really popular, and then she was going to like forget all about because she kind of started to do it yeah. when she shunned away Brecken Meyer's advances, and I was like, yeah, bitch, I know, <laughs> he's just trying to hang out with you, I know, <laughs> he just wants you to sh- spit his gum straight up in the air and then catch it in his mouth again. That was really cruel. Yeah, that was a really and cruel scene. So like, she kind of starts to do it, but then we get away from her, and then there's that scene with the you're a virgin you can't drive, and then they just forgive each other, and then. Yep. Everything's good, and then it's over. Yeah, there, there was some good insight, though. I really liked the line from the Breckenmeyer uh, skater boy when they're at the party, and he does like the, a makeshift shitty stage dive off of the like banister or whatever, and just like knocks over seven people and, oh, yeah. as they're dancing. And she's like, "Oh my god, that was so cool!" He's like, "I think I could, I could do that. That looks like fun." And he goes, "No, you can't do that um, because." What would guys do to girls to impress them if, if girls did that? <laughs> I was like, "That's great. I love that." <laughs> you know, I don't. But I don't. I don't know if jumping off of a, a railing really is. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. Obviously, she was impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I really He's ready to take his own life. <laughs> I thought, I thought the ending of the movie though, where he's like trying to remember if he like what, how many steps are in the program <laughs> he's in. Twelve? How'd you know? <laughs> Just a wild guess. That was the the most subtle answer that Cher had through it. That was her character arc. Was instead of just being a bitch to him and saying, "Oh, as if you don't remember," <laughs> she was like, mm, "Just a hunch." Yeah, it was actually nice. Yeah, she just learned to be nicer. Yeah, <laughs> tone it down a bit, bitch. <laughs> well, I want to get into grading of this uh, okay. movie, but first, 
I am going to retract a, uh, a quote-unquote rage thing that I had going on a few episodes back regarding okay. a remake of Clueless. Mm-hmm. I have turned over a new leaf, and I am actually... <laughs> what what, no step, are what you step are you on right now? Uh, how many steps are there? Uh, anyway, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, 11th? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, I was gonna say it's a Simpsons reference, but I for totally forgot it. Blinked, um, blinked it. Um, damn it! Now it's getting to me. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so the, I am actually looking forward to a Clueless remake now, but on certain conditions, uh, because I feel like this movie can work in any time. Mm-hmm. Um, it because it's not. It's not really. It doesn't have to be the '90s, like Scream. Like it can clueless the the characters mm. and any everything it can be put in any time, but the conditions have to be they have to use a time appropriate uh, lingo, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, lean into it. Yeah, time appropriate fashion and time appropriate cultural stances. And I too. think what I th- I think I get what you're saying. And you also want the main character to be 13 instead of 15, right? Well, no, that's a, <laughs> younger. That's absolutely not. Younger. And her, and her, and her, uh, and her stepbrother just, uh, he just became his, his first year as professor at the local college. <laughs> I, well, I, oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> He's just about to turn 30. Um, <laughs> it's almost 30. Wait. So I, I really want, so like I was thinking. Great is half your age, right? Like that's the rule. <laughs> just half your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Those are the conditions in which a clueless remake could uh, thrive is if they basically take the main stories but put it into whichever time period they're doing. So, like, if it's going to be the '80s, they have to do '80s yeah. stuff. If it's going to be modern times, they have to have. Oh, so you like you could you're you're just saying that if they make it, they could make it for any time period ever. So, so yeah, you're, you're thinking they should do it in the 1920s. They could. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they could. Wow, but women were. Even more objectified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. So now we're looking a little bit younger. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a zygote now. Oh, I'm talking about I, arranged marriages. I, uh, we're trading cows. I'd be like worried about if it was made now, like, because even now, content with current lingo, I feel like there's this weird relationship between the current, I don't know, younger generation and their their portrayal in media mm-hmm. it's like whenever they use their language in, it's in media in media movies tv shows i feel like it's really cringy no matter what well yeah. that's why you get someone like uh who directed the movie eighth grade bo burnham bo burnham you get someone like that because eighth grade was very much like realistic uh sort of and it, and, and the people. character saying they're catchphrases or whatever their slang was cringy Gucci. yeah it, that was cringy <laughs> i mean but i think that was like the goal of his that, exactly what i'm saying that yeah. that was how he wanted but and clueless they're the hero but clueless i don't know I, I, when this was released that I'm, the language was like people were making fun of what they were saying in the movie it's definitely like a hyper realized version of yeah. slang of that era because i think so think of napoleon dynamite so in Napoleon Dynamite, it was set in Preston, Idaho, which if you take the scale and speed at which um, modern like pop culture gets to certain parts of the country, they're roughly 10 to 15 years behind 
Yeah. Like, like California, SoCal. Preston, Idaho? Preston, Idaho. Really? Yes. That far behind? <laughs> yes. They are. Uh, they it's just like got the third. Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's like it, a Uz- damn third world country Uzbe- down there. Uzbekistan's uh, 30 years behind. They just got <laughs> Miami Weiss, number one new show. <laughs> oh, um, no. But uh, it's, there is a, a lag from the quote-unquote cultural hubs, New York, L.A., um, <clears throat> maybe like Tokyo to, is different to like different parts of Japan, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm sure there's a specific like cultural way to talk and whatever. <clears throat> and I think it spread much slower then. And what the rest of the country was seeing when they watched Clueless was like, oh, that's how people in Hollywood talk. Oh, and it kind of yeah, like okay. that media shaped how other people around the country and around the world talk. Um, now media, it's like, it's instant. Everybody says uh, lit at the same time. Yeah, true. <laughs> everybody's uh, everybody's on TikTok as soon as it as soon as it hit, strikes yeah. big. Um, all the kids from uh, Preston, Idaho to um, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I think it, yeah. I don't know. I just I think it could I think it could work, <laughs> but it would have to be almost done in an ironic way where it's like self aware of how like yeah it would ha- take it would it would. It would have to be in the hands of a of a director who knew what they were doing. Yeah, but uh, so uh, I think that wraps it up for a Clueless. Uh, let's uh, grade this fine film. How fitting, grading Clueless, <laughs> indeed. Uh, so, Pete, uh, what what would you give a grade for Clueless? Um, I'm gonna say this is a, a B minus for me. Um, I am aware that it's not a fantastic movie, but it's perfectly fun. Uh, The characters are fun to be around. Um, They are annoying in their own way, but not like um, draining annoying. Sure. And um, I think it's, it's, it's great to see Brittany Murphy. I almost forgot that she was the one who played in this. Um, I think right after this, she did like girl interrupted or something. Oh. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, a fun movie, d- definitely a time capsule. Uh, I was young when it was released, and it, it kind of felt like something that was uh, um, germane to my childhood or adjacent to my childhood. But mm. um, no one I knew talked like that. So. <laughs> As if, <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, none of that. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, perfect, perfectly fine. Um, I'd say. Mm, Sunday morning movie, uh-huh. Saturday morning movie. Don't dedicate your afternoon prime time viewing to this. Absolutely, I yeah. would agree. And don't pay attention either. Like, just kind of glance at it. Yeah, you can. It, it's it is good in the sense that it has no like set narrative, like A to B to C. No like character arc and structure that really happens. It's just like oh, this character is doing funny things, and oh, she talks weird, and oh, they're yeah. they're, they're privileged, so you can kind of pop in and out. As you're, uh, you know, uh, swiffering the floors and, and cleaning the uh, fan, dust D- off the doing your blades. Sunday cleanings, <clears throat> yeah, it's a good Pluto TV movie, I think too. It would be good Pluto TV, yeah, yeah. It'd be a TBS movie, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You, you could you could cut your fingernails to this movie. <laughs> you could uh, you could uh, do <laughs> you could stuff tamales to this. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. You so. could like hear it and you'd get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go. <laughs> she got hit in the head of the shoe. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I yeah. love that scene. Uh, so yeah, that's a B minus for me. Cool. What about um, this is a C for Clueless for me. <laughs> um, 
it's uh okay i guess i mean i feel like there are better teen movies you could watch teen high school teen comedy movies you could watch yeah i, uh, I, I can agree with that. she's all that probably she's all that yeah <laughs> well okay. a little bit more of a uh uh narrative there um <laughs> I know the I'm just a bet to you, huh? Is, is that what you're looking for in a teen comedy? Is yeah, a, a narrative? This is the genre of this is a genre. Nineties high school teen. Well, I mean, what movies. do you what, wait, we? What do you say about Mean Girls though? That that's that, not a nineties movie. Oh, that's true. Can't yeah. hardly wait. Yeah, solid. Seth yeah. Green. Uh, yeah. Jennifer I, Love Hewitt. I I, I I I was trying to think. Have of, you seen it? I was trying to. Th- think of something to top that but i just drew a blank so i'm just gonna concede <laughs> um yeah th- not another teen movie the parody of teen movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was in the 2000s um but um yeah i don't know this is kind of forgettable i feel like it um doesn't it didn't it didn't live up to the so-called hype that i had heard about it it was uh if i had the drop the i'm very disappointed um uh sums up my I am very disappointed. Yeah, there was you had a, you heard hype. Yeah, there's like hype. I, like I had like I kind of had expectations going into it. I was also I gassing it up too. I never hear anybody talking about this. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, Clueless has like a a classic uh, teen. Yeah, movie. that's true. Uh, but I wouldn't consider it a classic. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 fine. I think Paul Rudd has better roles. Um, although <laughs> although Deanna only likes Paul Rudd in this movie. Really. Whoa! Yeah. What? Yeah, she that's a hot take. Yeah, um, she doesn't like him in Wet Hot American Summer. We haven't oh, watched that. Oh, that's a, incredible. He, he, Love uh, that one. He makes out with Bradley Cooper in a closet. Yeah. No, that's uh, <laughs> that's Michael Ian Black. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I like Paul Rudd. I mean, he kind of plays a similar role in every movie. I feel like, like every guy, uh, role models, and I love you, man. And uh, this is forty. Even even Ant Man, yeah. he plays the same kind yeah. of lovable, character. lovable, normal guy. Um, kind of yeah. cynical. Who's, who's quips really quippy? It was interesting to see Brittany Murphy with such a round face yeah. and brown all skin, all baby fat. Um, still, still young in her career. Yeah, she looked just like a normal person, and then later on, she looked like gaunt. <laughs> well, after her role in Spun, that really just kind of that was the end of it. She was a method actor. Yeah, she she, yeah, she she actually became addicted to meth after that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not worth the three dollars that I paid for oh. it. Oh, um, damn! <laughs> I was hoping it was streaming, hey, well, but it uh, was well, not. All right. Well, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, I would give this a, a, a B minus as well. I think that there is a lot of rewatchability, and I think this movie is kind of a below the radar '90s movie. Although it's some of the scenes are really in the you know the lingo and stuff is kind of like has stuck in with our modern culture. I think that people will say they've seen Clueless, but they haven't really seen Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck um, are you talking about? <laughs> I just think like, <laughs> I think people think that they saw Clueless, and, but they never did. They, they've only heard the lingo and like the one-liners yeah. from the movie. It's like the Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I 
will uh, I mean my girlfriend the lovely Sabrina she loves this movie so she puts it on from time to time and you know I'll watch it with her too and I'll from always, time to time she puts it on from time to time yeah yeah how many times uh, it, does, have you seen this since you uh, started <laughs> courting the lovely Sabrina I probably like three or four times oh my god <laughs> it's so good is it this I'm having flashbacks to holes <laughs> but yeah it's a b minus for me like it, it gets a lot of laughs from me and uh you know and at the same time i don't have to pay attention to it as well like and, and i can just zone in and out and it's still entertaining uh so uh yeah nice. that uh concludes our close the books lock joseph you never have to see clueless again <laughs> good it's all good uh we take it off the wheel now Yes, the wheel is empty. Tyler, you have a movie to fill. I do have a movie to fill. I will tell you that movie. Okay, prepped, ready to roll. What you got for us? Uh, so I, a few episodes back, I was uh, insulted for <laughs> my love of Alien 3. So, oh, no, no, no. come on. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no. Uh, Alien 3. <laughs> All right. David Fincher, right? Yes. Yeah. Going back on. Or not back on, but uh, yeah. going on. We're, we're revisiting yeah, this. Yeah, we're revisiting this. And uh, don't you worry. I will have my shirt on when we review. Your <laughs> <laughs> shirt on? Yeah. All right. As you know, I, I we record new. Yes, mostly. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So recapping the slots in the wheel, we have uh, Alien 3 from Tyler. There Will Be Blood from Pete. Donnie Darko from Tyler. Swallow from Pete. <laughs> Kablooey, Milk's Choice. Burning from Joseph. The Last Black Man in San Francisco from Joseph. And the fan pick. So I'm going to give this a good spin. <laughs> this will be the movie that we watch next week, episode 55. I can't see it. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? One of the feet. Oh. You're drunk. Got a little uh, too... Uh... Overzealous there. Too overzealous <laughs> there. Alright. Now it's spinning. All this right. will be the movie that we watch on episode 55. Oh my god, Lord. Oh my god. Fan, fan pick! It's a fan pick! Wow! Alright, so. Alright. We need a number randomizer. Yes, I got it. Um, do you have you numbered the lines this time? I didn't. <laughs> it's all well, good. I, I can count fast. Okay. <laughs> Let me get to my let me get to my number app here. Oh, the lucky what lucky fan <clears throat> might be able to be on the show? Uh, how many how many selections do we have, Tyler? We have twenty seven. Twenty seven slots. That's a lot of nuts. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted when it's my my next spot on the wheel is uh, up for a placement to just pick from the fan choices. You could do there's, that. There's some good ones in there. There is, yeah. Um. And there's some really shitty ones. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I don't even remember what's Just in kidding. there. I think they're all they're all gonna be good. Okay, uh, number number generated between one and twenty-seven, and the number is number nine. All right, so one, two, Yoko three, Ono four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh my God, it's a, a ghost story. A ghost oh, story, finally, by our uh, fan and uh, artist Bree. Um, yes, Brianna. Yeah, yeah, we have a new new. Uh, podcast group portrait we posted on the facebook page is us getting our spooky halloween gear 
<clears throat> well, except for me, that's just my normal attire. That's but, true. That's yeah. true. Tyler, Tyler with the cigarette as a <laughs> Gary Oldman's version of Dracula from yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's huh. how I dress in my real <laughs> in my real life. Um, a ghost story is um, that's uh, one of the saddest movies. I think overall feelings uh, I've ever seen. It was very, very, very good. It's very uh, unsettling in the emotion. Yes, that it portrays. I, it, it. I was a little scared at some parts too. Um, like you just don't know what's happening. <laughs> written and directed by David Lowry. Oh yeah, Green Knight. Green Knight of uh, Green Knight, unreleased Green Knight fame. Also, Pete's Dragon. Oh yeah, <clears throat> starring Casey Affleck and um, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Um, there's also a number of other people in here, which allegedly starring Casey Affleck. You don't know who's under that sheet. <laughs> yeah, supposedly Casey Affleck. It's he's basically, uh, it's a story about a ghost. Spoiler alert. And uh, he <clears throat> he he spends most of the movie underneath a cartoonish ghost, like a sheet. A, sheet, a ghost that's like basically a white bed sheet. Yeah, like a, your classic ghost cartoon. Yeah, cartoon mm-hmm. ghost uh, trope. And it's a story of loss. It's a story of um, sadness and what to do and how to rebuild and can you do that and all that stuff. And, and more also, just like time <clears throat> too yeah, and like how it passes. How the world moves around you whether yeah. or not you're there or not. So, And you're there to witness it? Gosh, yeah, there's some deep stuff. Yes. So, this one uh, was streaming on Amazon Prime. Let's take a look. It and should see still be. Maybe it's on... Let's see. It, it was on Netflix for a while, as if I recall. Um, ghost Story. A Ghost Story, 2017, streaming on Netflix right now. Oh, okay. Cool. Canopy and Hoopla. Um, give it a watch. Um, get ready to get sad. <laughs> it's a deep one. Let's get sad in here. Sad yes. boys. We're gonna have some Smiths playing next <laughs> next week. <laughs> some uh, uh, Morrissey. Um, Morrissey plays softly in the background. Yes. So, <laughs> anyways, that'll be a good time. So, until next week, episode fifty-five, when we watch a ghost story, send us an email: mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Brendan, and everyone who's writes in. It's always fun to hear from the fans. And also follow us on Twitter at podcast mcfc. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at Middle Class Film Class. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. Have a good night or day. Houston, we have a boner.